Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, dummies. Matt from Don't Unfriend Me, episode 191, Monday, July 19th, 7.39 p.m. Just got off live. It was great to see everybody. Fantastic people on live. A lot of good questions. Get a little fired up. And it is good to be here tonight. Got a lot to talk about. We're not going to delay. Um, what's first? You holding me accountable for my own stupidity as racist. Whether you know this or not, Mr. Thompson, a representative from Minnesota, was pulled over. And it's an interesting thing. We have the body cam footage to show you tonight. And of course, there was claims immediately of racism, that the police officer was racist. Now, whether Mr. Thompson knew he had a body cam on or not doesn't really matter. The point is, is that the tape says something very different than Mr. Thompson's account of the situation. And not only would it be a representative lying, go figure, I know you're all appalled. That's impossible. Yes, politicians lie. I'll give you a moment to go ahead and take a breath. Now that we're back, also human beings lie, not just politicians. In fact, why this man's driver's license was suspended, it should be interesting for you to hear about it. We'll talk about that tonight. A chip off the old blockhead. I have been hearing a lot about conspiracy theories. I've been dealing with them for like the last nine months since the election. And it was QAnon that the, that the election was taken and all this other stuff. I've addressed all of those things. But now there's something new with the COVID vaccine. Like the vaccine isn't bad enough that it's unproven, untested, that it doesn't really work, that the first thing was, oh, protect yourself by getting it. But it doesn't stop it. It just makes the... The, the the symptoms less severe. Well, it just keeps changing. Now it's good for the Delta variants. Oh, no, it isn't. It, it's bad for the variants. Oh, you should get it. You shouldn't get it. Little kids should get it. You should get a third one now for double your protection. It's like wearing three condoms instead of two. All of this, we don't know. We don't know anything about it. We don't know what it does. But the fact that people are flipping out because they think there is a microchip in it, we're going to talk about it tonight. It's a conspiracy theory. It's insane. And honestly, I expect more from Republicans. Knock it off. Lastly, an Apple iPhone a day keeps your privacy away. You may have heard that there is this new software that steals information specifically for activists and reporters and people who are on the uppity side of politics. It's been tracking them. NSO, a group in Israel, is responsible for the Pegasus software. And who is it targeting and why? And why should we be worried about that? We're going to go over that tonight. I also shared a couple of other things on a, a video that was by Jen Psaki talking about um, censorship and actually helping Facebook find misinformation and people who are misinforming the public and that there's a whopping 12 people out there talking about microchips. I will talk about that side as too. I'm not going to leave Republicans out to dry. I never do, but it's a little weird. Don't you think that the government would need little microchips? Like we were somehow a lost puppy. We'll get into it tonight. Why aren't there any knock, knock jokes about America? Because freedom rings y'all. from an undisclosed location. Always honest, always direct. So sit back, relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts 
right now. Well, good evening, dummies. We are on weeknights, Monday through Friday, 2130. This is Don't Unfriend Me. The show has changed over the last, oh, I don't know how long we've been doing this, 10 months, nine months, I don't know. Um, and it's it's cool. My my kids did a really neat thing. They made cookies for fundraising, and I thought it was a, a pretty cool thing to do. And they just bought four bags. My daughter spent $12, raised $165 for Children of Fallen Patriots. It's fallenpatriots.org. If you haven't seen it, it's really an amazing thing. Obviously, kids who lose their parents from, from war need education. They need help, and Fallen Patriots helps them. Take a look at it. It's a pretty cool thing. I got some pictures I might share with you later. Folks, who am I? What do I do? My name is Matt Spear. My name is Matt Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. I started this little show on a challenge. I posted a video in Texas when COVID first started about some craziness with the masks. It was about a 14-minute rant and uh, was all ad lib. And people said, hey, why don't you make a show? And I said, okay, I'll start. And I did, and here we are today. We just clicked 22,000 users about 13 minutes ago. That is a pretty cool thing. Folks, it's great to talk to you today. Where can you find me? Well, you're watching me somewhere right now, but it's on Facebook, on Anchor, YouTube, Instagram. Please go over to those places and get, throw me a like and a share. I'm trying to grow the other channels. If you have multiple accounts, find me at Don't Unfriend Me or Don't Unfriend Me Host. Pretty simple. Just type it in. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can go to don'tunfriendme.com. All my social links are there, my videos, my blog, and also my podcast. Come see me over there. And once again, it is great to have you. Please throw me a like, share, and subscribe if you will. And last but not least, we have the dummies here. The dummies are the don't unfriend me's. It's not an insult. It is the don't unfriend me's. It's an acronym. As Hillary Clinton called everyone deplorables, the dummies, like the Barstool Sports Stoolies, are simply the best of the best. They are the listeners. Whether you've watched one minute or you've watched hundreds of hours of videos, you are officially a dummy today. Good to have you. And lastly, we have the special kind of suckers. The dum-dums, the Dusty Dinkelmans. These are the people who really have no fact. They just want to argue. They want to do whatever they can to make themselves feel good, get their endorphin hit because their lives are lonely and unfulfilled, and basically prey on people who they don't agree with. The dum-dums, there's a few of them, and some of them have been banned. Some of them are still around, so I challenge you, don't be a dum-dum, be a dummy. It's a much better title, and everyone can be a dummy. I'm a dummy. You're a dummy. Wouldn't you like to be a dummy, too? Last but not least, folks, there is no more last. There's not least. But if you wouldn't mind doing one more little thing is going over to YouTube and clicking on the red envelope. You can like, share, and subscribe there. Also share it with your friends, too, and get the word out. That's enough. Let's get to the show. Episode 191 starts now. You holding me accountable for my own stupidity is just racist. I have been arrested one time. Now, I've been detained, but that was in the military, and... I may have had a few, many, too many libations. Uh, we too many martunis, I think, is what I, or we too many too martunis, whatever the hell it is. See, I'm drunk right now. But I was arrested one time, and it was for seven different instances. You see, when I left Pine, Colorado, and moved out of my house before I went in the military, and this was about a year before, I had a Honda Civic, a quick little thing. And I like to drive it fast and I like to run red lights and go extremely quickly from point A to point B because I was always late. I was pulled over seven times in a period of about six months and I received speeding tickets and I didn't show up for any of those court appearances. I just figured I just wouldn't pay them. 
That's what happened. I most assuredly would have had my license suspended. I probably would have spent jail time. But my recruiter went and defended me and said he's going to a much, much worse place than jail. He's joining the United States Navy, and the judge was all too happy to send me on my way and let me pay a small fine and then kick my ass out the door and send me to my recruiter. But I will tell you, I spent seven hours in overnight jail. And it was, nobody was there. The lights were on the whole time. It was a holding cell. I had a cushy little bed with a pillow. And I learned something about myself that night. That if I ever wanted to break as a human being, it wasn't push-ups and sit-ups and running hard and mental anguish and challenging things and hell weeks and you know boot camp and whatever it would be. It was being confined and locked up. I would last two minutes. I couldn't stand it. And I learned at that point that I would never be a criminal. But the thing is, is that run-ins with the law happen all the time. And this is particularly a non-interesting stop. It happens every single day. And if a police officer is watching this, they're going to say, well, I have a hundred of those a week. But a St. Paul police officer pulled over Thompson and this is a elected official near the intersection of 7th Street East and Wakota Street early the morning of July 4th. According to the police department, the reason for the stop was because Thompson's car did not have a front license plate. Quote, I'm actually a current state representative in this district right here, Thompson tells the officer in the video. And you got a Wisconsin driver's license, the officer said, question mark. According to records, Thompson does not hold a Minnesota driver's license, and he has never had a driver's license issued by Minnesota, and he was eventually cited by the officer for driving with a suspended Wisconsin license. WCCO learned his license was revoked on April 21, 2019 for his failure to pay child support in Ramsey County. You can have action taken on your driving record in Minnesota even if you do not hold a valid license, and a license can be suspended because of child support. Thompson's license was reinstated Wednesday after taking care of the child support issue. Thompson responded to the ticket by accusing the officer of racially profiling him, but the sergeant reiterated the stop was for the license plate, which is required by state law. Thompson said he was unaware of the suspension and goes on to accuse the officer of racially profiling him. We're going to watch that right now. We'll break it down. At first, you're going to see the officer in his vehicle. He's looking up on the computer. He's doing a local check, NCIC check. He's checking the license plate. He's checking the DMV records, and then obviously he's going to get the ticket written up and then printed and then submit it to the gentleman. At no time does the officer really say anything, hardly at all. He doesn't defend himself. He doesn't argue. He just listens patiently. But I want you to listen to Mr. Thompson in the words that he states and the utter bullshit as he accuses him of racism. Here you go. The first few minutes of the video will be silent. Because the officer doesn't engage his body cam's audio. He has to, some states you have to have video and audio running, other times you don't. But if you look, the gentleman's right there. He lights him up with a flashlight, which is standard procedure. You have that light shining slightly below his eyes to illuminate him. But if he pulls a weapon, you just simply bring it up. It'll create blindness in his eyes and give you an extra re uh, second to react, pull your weapon. And it's just a standard tactic. Everyone gets lit up with a flashlight at night. And he's also making sure that he doesn't have anything in the car. His audio is not off. Literally, Thompson has to speak five words until the officer then touches his camera and turns it on because he knows what's coming. Here it is.
Why such a hurry? I don't think I took off like a bat out of here. He says, why in such a hurry? He says to Thompson. And Thompson says, I don't think I took off like a bat out of hell. That's not what he said. So obviously, that's what you did. Remember, he's a Democrat. And folks, Democrats usually, when they go ahead and say something, it's what they did. And he's just covering it up. But it's just a sign for the officer to go, okay, obviously, he knew he was speeding. That's why he said, I don't think I took off like a bat out of hell. And the officer simply could have said, well, I didn't say he went off like a bat out of hell. He just sat there and listened to him. You got your proof of insurance with you? I do. He then asks him for proof of insurance in case he couldn't hear it. And he says, I do. And he reaches in the glove compartment. I want you to look at his hands. The officer sidearm could be on the right or left, but he's not showing a defensive approach in any way, shape, or form. He has his ID. He's reading the ID. He doesn't consider the man a threat. He is showing no aggressive nature or no defensive posture to the man. This is a standard routine stop, and the officer, honestly, although alert, is at ease with this stop. And and there's no way, shape, or form that he's feeling anxious. This whole narrative that officers are hunting black men in this case is absolutely false and is pretty much false anyway with the statistics and numbers that i've shown you on the show but let's finish watching it's in my phone all right i'm actually the current state representative in this district right here man does that make you a like wisconsin license yeah it's a wisconsin license i'm yeah. state representative john thompson okay i'll be right back all right so when you go ahead and say listen this is who i am basically what you're saying is you need to let me go because i'm important There's a couple things that I do when I get pulled over. The first thing I do is I have my driver's license. I don't need to tell an officer that I'm a veteran. It's on my plates, for God's sakes. And if I really want to convey a message to a cop, that's the way to do it. The second thing I do is I also have my concealed carry permit from Texas underneath my driver's license. And both are seen when two fingers at the 10 and 2 positions. And I have these in my fingers here to go. When he asks for my driver's license and insurance and registration, I'm going to lean and sorry, I'll do it this way, lean and hand it to him, not picking up my hands in any way, shape or form. Because the first thing that I want him to know is that I am either a carrying or I'm not carrying at the time. And I want him to ask the question and feel completely comfortable. I've done this several times. And every time I hand my CCL to a cop, he relaxes. He doesn't get tense. He doesn't get crazy. He'll say, are you, he'll ask me a question. That's great. Mr. Spear, are you uh, carrying now? I will say yes. If I was a dick, I would say, it's none of your, none of your business. Then you're going to create a problem. He says, where's the firearm now? It's in the small of my back. It's on the side of my chair. It's in my glove box, whatever it is. Okay, fine. Please leave it there and don't take it out and don't reach inside those areas if you would, please. And I say yes, and that's it. And usually he knows that I'm not a douchebag criminal. The police officer did everything he could. The man did not need to convey that he was a state representative. He should have answered the questions. He should have been honest. And I just gave advice to a friend today. Be honest. You're already caught. They pulled you over for a reason. You broke the law. You can either lie and definitely get a ticket or roll the dice and hopefully have a decent cop that appreciates you telling the truth. Let's see what happens from here. He walks back to his car and he goes into the computer for about 12 minutes. He goes through, he prints out the ticket, and then he comes back out. It wasn't that long, actually. Uh, Most traffic stops, you're sitting there. It may seem like an hour, but you're sitting there for 10, 15 minutes max. It was within line, and the officer gets out to go deliver the ticket. And this is where it becomes interesting. Let's watch this. Sorry, sorry, I took a little long, but so there's your license to my card. You're suspended in Minnesota? No. That's what the computer says, and it's wrong. You have to deal with the BBS. Thank you. So Where'd you pull me over again? No front plate, Thank and then the way you, you took off from Man, the light back there. I'm too old. 
Okay, so he says, what have I been pulled over for? He said, your front plate, and he started to tell him also, continue to tell him why he was pulled over, and he didn't want to hear anything of it. He says, I'm too old for this, blah, 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 and immediately knows what he's going to say. He's been sitting in his car for 15 minutes stewing on this, that he was immediately going to play the race card. Run from the police, man. You profiled me because you looked me dead in the face, and I got a ticket for driving while black. You pulled me over because you saw... You got a ticket for... Listen, I've seen a lot of codes that officers can apply to a... Uh, someone who's pulled over or a criminal or a suspect and driving while black is unfortunately uh, not a, well, fortunately it's not a crime. Um, does racial profiling happen? Yes. Does it predominantly happen in black neighborhoods worth high crime? Yes. Are there some dick cops out there that pull black people over? Yes. Have there been some horrible instances where someone's been shot or abused or beat up or their rights have been violated? Yes. But this wasn't one of those cases. Essentially the band broke the law. He was driving without a license he did not have a front plate, which is state law. And he also sped by the police officer and he got a ticket for not having a front plate and he can prove the license thing. All he's got to do is show up and ensure that it's reinstated and everything's cleared up or prove that it is not suspended, but he's upset. It's a minor violation. It's not even a points violation. And I don't even know if it has a fine assessed to it from a dollar amount. I'm sure it does because he printed it out and it wasn't a warning. Let's watch the rest. Black face in this car, brother. And you, and I, there's no way in here I'm taking off with you behind me. You looked at me in this car. You looked in this car and busted. You turned and got behind my car. It's on, and that's the reason why camera, you... I know. I know. But what, what I'm saying is what you're doing is wrong to black men. And you need to stop that. Thank you so much. But this ticket means nothing to me. No, no, no. no. I'm going to always have a great day. What I'm saying is you will stop racially profiling black men in their cars, sir. Stop doing that. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Yes, you were, bro. You you saw a black man driving this car. It don't make no difference. You pull me over because you're profiling me. Thank you so much. Listen, I understand it's tense. I understand it's hard. You get a ticket. You're embarrassed. It's late at night. He could have had a bad day. I'm not... Listen, we've all argued with somebody before, but the thing is, is don't argue with the police. It's a lost cause. The, 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 the craziest time that I thought I was going with handcuffs, I was doing 97 miles an hour on I-70 coming back from Arizona to Colorado. My sister was flying in on a flight. It, we were behind. We were late. I had an hour and a half to get there, and I think I was in Pueblo or Colorado Springs. I, I wasn't making it. There was no way. But I was doing 97. A state trooper clocked me. The moment he did, I didn't wait for his lights to come on. I knew he gunned me. I saw him holding the gun. This is when they hold the, held the gun. I knew he had me dead to rights. I looked at my speed and said, shit. And I immediately pulled over and, and waited for him. There's nothing worse for a police officer when you continue to drive and pretend like you weren't caught. And he's going to chase your ass all the way down the road and then turn around and drive all the way back to his spot. You've been caught. The question you have to ask yourself, was I just breaking the law? And if the answer is yes, yes shut up. Shut up and take your medicine. Now, people will say, oh, don't admit anything. You know what? Wrong. Admit everything. If you've asked yourself that question, were you breaking the law? Admit it. So 97 miles an hour comes in, pulls me over, lights me up. After I pulled over, asked me to come out of the car. Uh, before he said this, he said, Mr. Spear, can you please tell me how fast you're going? I said, yes, sir, 97 miles an hour. And he like, I thought he was going to die of a heart attack. He goes, what? This guy could have been more than 32. Mr. Spear, can you step out of the car? Pulls me to the back and he goes, man, I've been doing this for so many years, 12, 15 years. No one's ever told me the truth. Why did you tell me the truth? And I said, because I broke the law. I was doing 97. I was trying to get to my sister. I'm not going to lie to you. You already know. You just used a radar detector and a laser to to clock me. Uh, I'm sure if I asked you to see it, you would show me. You know what I did. Why would I tell you that I didn't do that? I'm just going to tell you why I did it, which was I was driving fast because I was stupid. 
He's like, what unit were you with in the military? He ran around in black pajamas. We chewed some of the same dirt, drank some of the same water. And it wasn't favoritism. He just said, brother, I'm letting you off with a warning today because I've never had anyone tell me the truth before. Thanks. Have a nice day. My wife's like, what happened? Our rates are going to go up. I'm like, he let me go with a warning. She's like, how in the shit did you do that? You're caught. You're in trouble. You can either be in more trouble by lying or you can just own it. The police officer did everything he could. He was courteous. He said, sir, he didn't raise his voice. He didn't pull his gun. He didn't tase you. He didn't drag you out. He didn't do any of that shit. And still you say he's racist. Honestly, you have the problem. You're the one who's prejudiced against cops. You have a bone to pick. You think that you could get out of it by recording it on your phone and then showing it and not showing the first part of it when he explained to you what you had done and just recording your narrative. Isn't that the way it always works? recording a portion of what actually happened and then people rushing to judgment he said you pulled me over you pulled me over because you saw a black face in this car brother he said you looked at me in this car you looked in this car and busted a u-turn and got behind this car that racial profiling accusation has outraged St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell who demanded in a Facebook post that Thompson apologize Thompson in a statement has offered no apology, but did say he supported the release of the video and that the actions of the officer were by the book. Interesting. That officer was indeed calm and polite throughout the video, like I said, but this is just the first of Thompson's current problems. Another major issue involves his residency. Does he live in the district he represents? As required by state law, does he even live in the state of Minnesota? His address listed on the 2018 speeding ticket in Ramsey County is in Superior, Wisconsin. The address listed on the July 4th ticket is at St. Paul address that is not in his district. When Thompson filed paperwork to run for state representative, he checked a privacy box, which is for those with orders of protection or a police report saying they have been threatened. Checking that box means Thompson had to provide a separate form with a home address. That form is not a public document. Thompson also faces more scrutiny from the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, which wrote to Wisconsin's attorney general to ask for an investigation, saying Thompson had either defrauded the state of Wisconsin or defrauded his constituents in the state of Minnesota. DFL House Speaker Melissa Hortman said in a statement that she will be investigating the allegations against Thompson with the help of the Minnesota House Legal Counsel. In a letter, Secretary of State Stephen Simon says his office doesn't have the authority to investigate residency allegations. However, the WCCO briefly spoke Tuesday afternoon with Representative Thompson, who said he has no additional comment and to please respect the privacy of my family and me. Well, wait a second. Did you respect the privacy of the police officer when you called him a racist, knowing that this was going to go public, knowing that this would happen? If you just would have shut up and taken your ticket and been polite and said, sir, thank you for your service and for protecting the community, I broke the law and I'm sorry, I guarantee that officer would have said, listen, we're just going to go ahead and let you go, get a front plate on the car, we understand it can be confusing, and be on your merry way. And nothing more would have come of this, but because you had to open up your mouth and say you were a state representative, you are then subject to everything that happens to you afterwards, because it wasn't the officer that outed you, you outed yourself. By calling people racist, the only thing you're doing is opening yourself up to show how prejudiced you are. True racism, true racism doesn't look like that in any way, shape, or form. Racial profiling isn't necessarily racism. It's actually an effective technique that has helped many cities be successful with their lowering of crime. It doesn't mean you have to like it. And I don't necessarily agree that it's constitutional, but the point is it is a practice. And until the Supreme Court says it's unconstitutional, we're in an impasse. But the point is, is that officer did nothing to deserve your ire. So maybe next time you should use your mouth for what it's best for, which is spouting lies to your constituents 
and chewing food. A chip off the old blockhead, Jensaki, has been added again, stating there are 12 people out there and only 12 spreading the microchip and vaccine conspiracy theory. Are we okay with the government making lists now? Calling for the banning of Americans who share whatever they deem as disinformation? Is it okay for them in the same breath to say that red states are now 100% of the COVID deaths in the United States and that they're all Republicans? How do you fucking know that? If 100% of one state voted for one candidate and was one party and one color, blue or red, the popular vote would never be somewhat close. Well, except for Montana, the Dakotas, and Wyoming. They have like 12 people in those states. So maybe it's those 12 people Saki is making a list after. The fact is that Dr. Fauci has made over 72 walkbacks or plain dead inaccurate statements since he became the forefront of this disease. Can we make him unlucky number 13 and ban him also? The facts are simple. As ridiculous as every death is related to COVID that drastically skewed the death toll, the person was in a motorcycle accident, person had cancer, they had a heart attack, they died of COVID. This is now more of the same. One in five Americans, however, on the other hand of this argument, believe there are microchips being implanted into your bloodstream. Come the fuck on, people. This is what separates us from the Democrats. They may be sensitive Nancys who need a serious ass whooping and a reality check, but we are too freaking gullible. Why are we still listening to the tinfoil hat brigade from QAnon morons? Did we not learn from the election fraud, never-ending promises in the dark that they now absolutely everything about the ins and outs? There is no more deep throat. There's no more whistleblowers. Agent X and the QAnon shaman is a sham. And that's the truth. It's a come on. They didn't know. They promised next week there's going to be riveting information about a raid in Spain, a raid in Germany, Dominion servers, ballots full of freaking votes. Folks, it never happened. Donald Trump is moving his cabinet. He's acting the National Guard to rise up. Seriously, none of it happened. They kept moving the goalposts. And I had people on this show who literally bet me and told me that everything was true and it was going to happen. Just wait, Matt. Just wait. None of it happened. I called bullshit from drop one. But people believed it. In fact, we had somebody shot over it. We had these ultra-white ring idiots who decided to storm the Capitol and not to do a quorum and not actually go into the people's house to provide debate and facts and actually have state representatives and go and make the case for this election, which they should have. They decided to storm the Capitol and break it down. There's a way to do things, and that wasn't it. So in an effort to shore this up once and for all, here are some other things you shouldn't fall for. Since we're falling for the chips, please don't eat Tide Pods, Okay. Not a good idea. How about chemtrails, a.k.a. the SLAP, the secret large-scale atmospheric program? You know those things when you see a a jet up in the sky at so many thousand feet, 38,000 feet, and you see those white little trails? You know, the ice, the liquid that comes out of the gas fuel and comes out of the engine, evaporates into the air, and then some of it doesn't. It gets turned into ice crystals, and it creates a cloud in the sky. Well, people say those are chemtrails. This has been going on since '67. Why not just disperse it in the water like fluoride? Did you know that the government put water, a fluoride in the water for so very long? Why not just do that? How about ensuring all propellant cans disperse whatever they want to disperse in the air? Why not use it in gasoline? There are millions of cars for every plane. If it can survive a jet engine intake and the heat that that produces, why can't they do an engine? Better yet, why the fuck would they? What do you think they're spreading? The flu? 
All they need to do is just not use some gloves when they're touching something, cough in the airport, release a vial anywhere in the major airports in the world. What do you think's happening here? Some people think it's to control weather experiments. Well, guess what, folks? If they could control the weather, the fucking crazies would go ahead and make it rain, and then we could stop global warming. Nobody's seeing that shit happen. Maybe we can stop the fires in California and Australia from literally burning down half the state and the country. Maybe we can stop a few of these hurricanes that are coming up and costing the government billions of dollars. Folks, it's not true. Chemtrails are crazy. Black helicopters. You know the black silent helicopters? I can neither confirm or deny the existence of any helicopters. However, if you watch the Osama bin Laden raid and some of the footage, you'll see a little bit of a tail section of one of those silent helicopters. They certainly aren't silent. They're suppressed. They're still loud as fuck. But the point is, is that these silent, ultra-silent helicopters, has anyone heard of heard a drone? That is one of the lightest things that could possibly be, and those four props are freaking loud. Trust me when I say this, silent helicopters are not true. However, suppressed helicopters are. How about Osama bin Laden, since we're talking about that raid? He isn't dead. There's no photos. Therefore, he's not dead. We haven't seen the body. Well, let me tell you this. When you unload 2,977 rounds for every person who died in the towers into his fucking body and face, trust me, that was never going to make the evening news. And that's what happened. Burying him at sea was a slight on the Muslim followers, and they didn't want to have a grave site for people to go ahead and do a pilgrimage to his, his grave and respect and his passing they want to make a martyr out of him and i have spoken firsthand with operators involved that raid stateside and actually on the ground i believe them more than jesse sumpkin in his mom's basement drinking mountain dew eating doritos and playing the local diablo 3 game new coke it was a marketing ploy to drive up sales and was never meant to succeed trust me that coke isn't that smart new coke sucked old coke ain't that much better 9-11, I will give it to you that Building 7 was a controlled demo. I believe that. It was absolutely full of intelligent documents. It was an intelligence apparatus. That building took some minor sustained damage and then came down absolutely on its own footprint. I understand the Army Corps of Engineers were in that area. It took almost eight hours for it to come down. I'm not doubting. By that time, it was cleared. It was only government officials. I'm sure if any arguments can be made that one building came down, it was Building 7 fine i'll give you that the rest of it please please can we stop bigfoot i'm gonna put a big foot up your ass lizard people okay hillary clinton definitely one of them tupac is not with elvis in fact elvis is probably a racist now anyway because somebody will find something he tweeted and he'll be a racist the moon landing wasn't fake What you don't know is that 400,000 people worked on the project in its entirety over 11 years. We can't even not leak the the climactic scenes in Avengers Endgame for the love of Christ. The latest great TV shows where everyone goes, oh my gosh, it's a surprise ending. I can't wait. I know I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I'm going to. Please don't read any further. And then literally it's the next line. People spoil TV shows. People can't keep a secret. Benjamin Franklin said it best. Three can keep a secret if two are dead. And now COVID isn't real. There's a lot of myths and misinformation about COVID-19 and the COVID-19 vaccines have been spreading on the internet and social media. We know this. We've seen it. I've done shows on it. Some of these myths show videos of magnets sticking to a person's arm after they got vaccinated. They claim that this because a microchip was inserted or the needle was left in their arm. Neither of these things are true. The only thing left in your arm when you are vaccinated is the vaccine itself. And you may grow a elbow out of your forehead, but that doesn't mean that there's this little microchip. Folks, do you see this? 
This is a phone. I've got two of them. Oh, I've got a mic. I've got a camera. I've got an Apple device behind me on my iPad. Folks, within me, within my area of reach, there are about seven recording devices, including my computer. The government doesn't need to track us. They already are. They know where we are. Yes, congratulations. You have about as much chance of getting overseas and hiding. Who are you, Jason Bourne? You're going to go ahead and get a passport? You're going to go ahead and go dark on the machine? You're going to go ahead and go off the grid? Every street has a camera on it. There are drones that can do amazing things, including send a laser through your window and listen to the conversation we're having right now. They did that with satellites. They have keyhole satellites that can zoom in on a freaking golf ball and see that it's a Titleist Pro Max. Not even looking at the human intelligence or airports or facial recognition software, but most importantly, that if you don't have a phone, everyone around you does. Your voice can be recognized. Folks, getting tracked is not the problem. The thing is, is that do you have the illusion of privacy? And do these things actually hurt us, these myths? Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the myths that are going on, and then we're going to talk about that freedom and privacy along with it. But if you're trying not to be tracked and you're watching this show, too late. You're already being watched. You're already done. You might as well get a little doggy microchip too. And what's great about that, in case you get lost from your loved ones and you move out of town, they'll be able to find you with a simple scan. Myth. The vaccines contain a microchip. This is bullshit. There are no microchips or any kind of tracking devices in the vaccines for COVID-19. This myth is based on a fake video that was going around on the internet. It claimed that the pandemic is a cover for a plan to implant microchips to track people and that Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates is behind it. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has gone on record to state that this was false. And even if they did it, it's still false. Like many online myths, this is a story that is hard to stop even after it's been debunked over and over. The needle that is used to give a COVID-19 vaccine is much smaller than even the smallest microchip can be. Yes, but it's Japanese technology. Knock it off. I understand people's fears. I understand religion has a lot to do with this, the mark of the beast, all that other stuff. Folks, listen, our government is a lot of things, but they are trying to help. It doesn't mean they're doing a good job. It doesn't mean they're capable, but they're trying to help, right? Donald Trump started these vaccines. you got to give him some credit. But none of us are going to get them anyway. It really has nothing to do with red state, blue state. We just don't trust our government, and we don't want that shit in our body because we believe we have the greatest self-defense system to anything COVID-19 can bring, which are odds and our immune systems. Myth. The needle is left in your arm after you get a vaccine. Okay, I get a shot every week. The needle is an inch long. I do a 19-gauge and a 21-gauge. 19 to draw, 21 to shoot. Trust me. Trust me. Have you ever had a sliver in your fucking finger? You know it's there. Give it an hour. You know. And literally, I've seen men tumble and fall to the ground with a sliver in their finger. If you had a one-inch metal surgical steel needle in your arm, you would know. You may have seen a video that appears to show a needle being left in the person's arm after they are vaccinated. What you guys are actually seeing is a retractable needle at work. And they do this because putting a cap back on the needle is dangerous. But if a retractable needle, once you shoot it, goes back inside, you simply throw it away. It's quicker, it's easier, and it saves time, especially when you have to fucking vaccinate 326 million people. 
minus 150 million who are Republican, who refuse and don't trust the government and all the red states and all the people who are dying, remember? Syringes with retractable needles work by pulling the needle into the barrel into a safety chamber on the side of the syringe after the vaccine is given. These syringes are used to reduce the risk of healthcare workers getting hurt. I just said that. The needle used for COVID-19 vaccines is very thin and the amount of vaccine is tiny, so you may not feel the needle or the vaccine going into your arm. You can always ask to see the syringe before and after you get your vaccine, you crazy sons of bitches. Before you get the vaccine, you will see the clear fluid inside the needle on the end. After you are vaccinated, you'll also see the microchip. Kidding. You will see that there is no fluid left and the needle is inside the barrel or in the safety chamber. How about the magnet test? You may have seen the videos on social media showing magnets sticking to people's arms when they got a vaccine and try to prove the vaccines contain microchips or that a needle is left behind. It's just a trick. Magnets can easily be made to stick to the skin with tape or ointment. Even pressing a magnet or coin firmly to your skin can make it stick because of the perspiration and creates a little bit of a suction. You do have tiny pores in your body after all. Plus, the amount of metal needed to attract a magnet is too large to fit in the needle that is used to give COVID-19 need to stop it's asinine people make fun of republicans that we're stupid that we're from the red flyover states and that we're uneducated this is the shit that makes them think so the government doesn't need to put microchips in your body there is no war against the government there is no so and if you're looking at me and going this guy's a plant he they got to matt they got to him they he's he's changed He's, 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 he's not one of us anymore. Are you fucking kidding? I never was. I never was one of you. I've been condemning your stupidity for a while. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to read things. I do it too, but have the wherewithal to stop believing at some point and realizing that this is bullshit. Ask yourself the question. Why, why do they want to track us? Is it that hard? All of you know where I live. Was it that tough? How hard would it be to send a hellfire missile into this house? I'm dead. And I actually know what they've got. And I probably know how to evade better than most people. But I'm not getting away from our government. I'm not fighting a war with our government. People always say, I need an AR-15 to fight the government. No, you need an AR-15 to dissuade the government. Because if you're fighting a war with an AR-15, you already lost. Because you ain't going to shoot a drone. You ain't going to hit a drone. You're not going to fight a jet. You're not going to fight a fucking tank. The days of Red Dawn... We're never here. And it was bullshit. When it was musket to musket, it was somewhat fair. It ain't musket to musket. It's 120 millimeter howitzer 10 miles away to your AR-15. You're going to lose. The point is, is to make it enough where the bear that goes for the honey isn't stopped by one sting. Isn't even stopped by a hundred stings. He's dissuaded and realized that the hundred stings aren't worth it. That's what we're trying to accomplish. An Apple iPhone a day keeps your privacy away. Human rights activists and journalists have been the subject of hacking attempts using the NSO's group's Pegasus spyware out of Israel. An investigation claims with approximately 37 smartphones successfully hacked using the surveillance tool, the NSO group is known for producing hacking tools which are used by governments and law enforcement agencies around the world. The company's best-known tool is Pegasus. This spyware, it can jailbreak a device like an iPhone, install malware, and allow the exporting of user data. When you jailbreak an iPhone, essentially what that means is it's susceptible to be an open source system. You can put things that are on there that are third-party or non-proprietary, which Apple doesn't like. 
In an investigation by a group of 17 media organizations, it seems Pegasus is being used to attack critics of governments rather than just against criminals. A leak reported by The Guardian includes a list of more than 50,000 phone numbers thought to have been people of interest for clients of the NSO group since 2016. However, more than 180 numbers associated with journalists were included in the list, including reporters and executives at major outlets, including the Financial Times, CNN, and the New York Times. You really don't need to listen to their phones or go ahead and track them. All you got to do is read their newspaper to find out the shit that they believe. If infected, Pegasus enabled a user to extract practically any data they wanted from the device, as well as to enable cameras and microphones in secret red encrypted messages and record phone calls. It was also possible for GPS coordinates to be acquired, allowing for live tracking and logging of where the target had been. Great. So that along with your Alexa, your TV, your computer, your fucking refrigerator, your iPad, your alarm system, you can be tracked everywhere now. How about your car? Cars have Wi-Fi. It's crazy. While the list of numbers uncovered by journalism, nonprofit hidden stories, and Amnesty International does not guarantee that the devices in question were attacked with the software, it seems a high proportion may have undergone some form of surveillance. Amnesty's security lab discovered traces of Pegasus activity on 37 of 67 smartphones it examined that were linked to the list. The smartphones were sourced from journalists, human rights activists, and lawyers who appeared on the list. In some cases, it was found that the time and date the person was added to the list was very close to any recorded activity on the device sometimes within seconds there's a reason when i go ahead and say there's a couple of keywords you can't say a la bomb and president and then all of a sudden right after you should say hello to the nsa who just came on agents i hope you're having a wonderful day i hope your weekend was great this was just a joke and i was just proving that you record every conversation it's a funny but not too far from the truth a group of 10 governments are believed to be NSO clients adding numbers into the system, with the list including Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Rwanda, and the UAE, among others. Oh, those sounds like a bunch of pleasant people. Mexico is thought to have contributed the most numbers to the list at over 15,000 lines, which it uses by multiple agencies and are the most likely reason for the high count. The leaked data also suggests Pegasus was used by Saudi Arabia and the UAE to target smartphones of people close to murder journalist Jamal Khashoggi. For months after his death. A Turkish prosecutor investigating the death was also apparently considered a target of surveillance. In a statement to The Verge, NSO denied the reports, claiming, insisting it was full of wrong assumptions and uncorroborated theories that raised serious doubts about the reliability and interest of the sources. That's rich. A company that spies on the media and then complains about the media the way that they report it. There's no conflict of interest there. The company firmly denies the report's claims and is apparently considered a defamation lawsuit as these allegations are so outrageous and far from reality. In on October 2019, Facebook sued NSO Group over allegations the hacking tool producer used a vulnerability in WhatsApp to send malware to 1,400 journalists. In April 2020, NSO Group claimed Facebook had previously approached the company in 2017 to potentially buy access to the software, specifically to gather data on Apple devices. One of these days, they're going to break these fucking companies up and they're going to find a litany of shit that's all prosecutable. Most of them are going to have their billions and probably be dead. A private self makes society free, folks. But if these things are constantly under assault, what do we really have? That's what a free society is supposed to be, private. By revealing the U.S. National Security Administration's massive government surveillance on Edward Snowden and what he released made clear that the state's desire for omniscience is not limited to China. On the contrary, it is central to the idea of national security in the U.S. 
In the digital age, the biggest danger is not that technology will put free and autocratic societies increasingly at odds with one another. It is that the worst fears of both Orwell and Huxley will become manifest destiny in both types of system, creating a different kind of dystopia. With many of their deepest desires being met, citizens will have the illusion and freedom and empowerment. But in reality, their lives, the information they consume, and the choices they make will be determined by algorithms and platforms controlled by unaccountable corporate or government elites. This is the world we live in. The totalitarian system of the past used different symbols, different iconography, and different fears. They rose up out of different historical contexts, but they too demonized the weak and persecuted the strong. They too promised the dispossessed that, that geez, they promised the dispossessed that by subsuming themselves into that of demagogues or parties or other organizations that promised unrivaled power, they too would become powerful. It never works. The growing frustration, the ongoing powerlessness, the mounting repression leads these betrayed individuals to lash out violently, first at the weak and then the demonized, and then at those among them who lack sufficient ideological purity. There is, in the end, an orgy of self-immolation. The death instinct, as Sigmund Freud understood, has a seductive allure for many. History may not repeat itself, but it echoes itself. Human nature, after all, is constant. We will react no differently from those who went before us. This should not dissuade us from resisting, but the struggle will be long and difficult. Before it's over, there will be blood in the streets. Unfortunately, our privacy is no longer ours. It is limited. It is threshold by the government. It is like a data cap. The moment that they feel that we are getting off track from the narrative that they want, they shut us down. I may have disagreed with all the QAnon, and I may have disagreed with some of the things that people say and all the conspiracy theories, but it's their right to say it. It's called freedom of speech. They aren't hurting anyone. Americans should be able to think for themselves. They should be able to believe what they want to believe. They should be able to dispose those people and ask them questions and find out if they really know what they're talking about. If you censor it, All you do is draw attention to the censorship, and it creates the same type of autonomy. It creates the same type of ideological entrenchment. If someone hears something and they say, I was talking about microchips and Facebook shut me down and here's the proof, you just prove their point. There needs to be no logical argument. It's a fallacy, and simply because the actions of Facebook seem mischievous or full of malfeasance, adds credibility to the story. You hear many times in government, don't add credibility to a leader. Don't dignify them with a remark. Don't talk to Ho Chi Minh. Don't talk to Stalin. Don't talk to Lenin. Don't talk to whatever leader is out there. Kim Jong-un. Because all it does is give them validity. When they censor stories, all it does is make the conspiracy seem larger and bigger. The truth will stop any conspiracy. Being honest And if your story is altruistic, if it is factual, and it is really good for Americans, then that will out. But on the other hand, if it's not, that will out too. And maybe that's what they're afraid of. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for watching 191. I'll be back tomorrow with a whole new episode. That's right, 192. You are a mathematician. You can count.
And that is fantastic. Veteran Crisis Hotline. Let's see if you can figure out this number. 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide, PTS, traumatic brain injury, stress, anxiety, depression. All of these things are real. Veterans are susceptible. They are committing suicide at a rapid clip. They need your help. It starts with conversation. If you can't have that conversation, reach out to me. I will make that call with you and help. And if not, you can reach out to the Veteran Crisis Hotline by going to my website at donunfriendly.com. Click on the VCL link. You'll be connected to a Skype operator immediately or on your phone. If you are not a veteran, they will help you also. Civilians aren't turned away. They're all about making sure that they can heal people, not necessarily whether you served or not. Folks, thanks so much. Please like, share, and subscribe right here. Throw me a little click. Head over to Instagram. Throw me one over there, YouTube, whatever you can do. It keeps the lights on and it keeps the word coming out. Folks, truth. It's important. Privacy is subjective. Protect it at all costs. What you do in the privacy of your own home is yours. Am I saying that you need to throw away all these devices? Am I saying you need to get off Facebook, stop watching my show? No, I'm not saying that. The point is this. If you truly need privacy, those days are gone. But you can certainly speak out. You can certainly have a voice. I do it all the time. People ask me, why aren't you deplatformed? Why haven't they shut you down yet? Because honestly, I'm pretty fair. I don't embrace the crazy. I question it. I would ask you to do the same. Have a great night, folks. Love you. Appreciate you. See you tomorrow.